you know, a lot of people actually get the keys, they move in, and then they don't do much until it's time to sell. And then they say to us, what, what should we spend money on and upgrading to make it appealing for, for, for resale? And they do them. And then they go, oh, we should have done that years ago. Or, oh, we were thinking about doing it, but never got around to it. Or, or oh, now I don't want to move. Like, it, it just in a joking manner, but it's consistent. I would say yes. you know, 75% of the time people are saying this. So that just goes to reinforce how important it is to do these things. What's up, everybody? This is episode 86 of KT Confidential. Hey, Welcome back. Nice to see you, Ariel. Ah, nice to see you. Uh, and nice part... to... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, uh, I'm, you know, part two, as you were going to say, uh, of the new home purchase. Buying A lot the... of people out there have been purchasing new construction homes. A from lot of new them home in... builders. From new home builders. <laughs> and uh, uh, many of those, uh, especially in the Halton region right now, many developments are closing, starting to close or have them coming up. Right we've across the number. GTA. Right across we've the GTA. A, uh, we've got a, a good handful or more of people that have already uh, approached us and signed listing agreements because theirs is coming to uh, close. And I think some of the earlier ones are October, maybe. We've got October, we've got November, we've got in, in the uh, next year. Now, now, yeah, uh, March, May. Uh, yeah. you, you've got one in 2021 that you're listing. So we're, yeah. we're booking far out in advance. But uh, yeah, episode 86 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I am Ariel Cremendi. He is Adrian Trott. We are the owners of KT Realty, also known as the KT team or the Cremendi Trot team, as you'll, you might see on our signs around town, and uh, also co-owners of KT Property Management. We've got all of AKA your real KTPM. estate. Yeah, everybody. I throw people off when, when I say KTPM sometimes. So yeah, um, we got all your real estate needs covered. And in this podcast, we talk everything real estate. If you've got any questions uh, that you want answered in upcoming podcasts, just shoot us a message. Uh, Adrian has fleas, so we're still in. Quarantine. No, I was just looking at my. I was just looking at my beard. I feel like it looked lopsided, but I think it's just I haven't brushed it today. So I was just trying to brush it, and then I saw this. This side was looked like it was a little bit off kilter, but the camera's backwards. So when I went to brush you sure? it, because I was your glasses are actually, still. No, they're on. not. I fixed them. Did I thought fix I fixed them? them. Yeah, maybe I'm just. Maybe my eyes are all fucked up. Maybe. Anyways, today, uh, just to recap, maybe you can do a quick recap of last week's episode. I'll do the recap hey, before because we, he before forgot. we do that. Before, <laughs> I was just giving you the courtesy of the recap. Yeah, <clears throat> if you want me to okay. do it, I'll do it. But I, you've already accepted it. So but before we get into that, uh, uh, if you're on YouTube right now watching the video, make sure you subscribe to our channel so you get notifications of the upcoming episodes every Monday morning uh, between 6 and 6.30. It's uploaded and published. If you're listening to us on a streaming service and you prefer the audio version of podcasts, uh, make sure you are uh, liking the podcast and following us on whatever streaming service you're listening to. All right, let's get into the recap of last week. I got to say, be, be, 
before I do the recap, I just want to say that I am actually thoroughly enjoying listening back to our own podcasts. You would. you because, so self-absorbed. Yeah, that's totally it. Um, no, uh, I, I, I go back now that we've done 85 episodes. Yes. I remind myself on certain things that I want to talk about or engage with certain people or even train or talk to our team on certain topics. And, um, and I'll listen back in, in my car on a long drive and be like, Oh, five minutes in on episode, whatever episode 10, there was a good point, And I need to send that to one of my friends or one of my clients yeah. or one of my colleagues or whatever. Well, it's funny so, you say that because I was listening. To, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was listening back to the one where we had Joanna Venditti from nesting story on. And we were talking about, this was earlier on in the whole COVID situation. And we were talking about uh, things that we have learned about ourselves uh, since we had to adapt to the changes of working from home and, you know, all the stuff that's going on. Uh, and that was uh, kind of a neat refresher too, because um, it reminded me of some of the things I was doing uh, that I had maybe lost track of a little bit with routines and such. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> now I think we're seeing a lot of things evolving and changing, especially, you know, we're into June, July and summer months. Um, things are a little bit more relaxed, certainly in the real estate world and things are going a little bit crazy in real estate. Um, so, but we're still working from home. We haven't opened our office yet really um, just for the very basics. Um, so still working out of the basement, but working hard. So uh, it, it's funny how the evolution of this whole process has happened. We're in the same shirt again. Once again, how does this happen? Did you, it's it's even a V-neck. I know. <laughs> I uh, uh, boy. Did you, did you buy it clothes. on Amazon? I don't think I've ever bought clothes on Amazon. Eleven ninety nine, brother. Amazon. It's soft as hell. It's really nice. There's no tags. Uh, ships to your door. I mean, it doesn't get any better. These That's these cool. are my favorite kind of shirts. Just the basic shirts. Anyways, let's do a recap. Uh, of episode 85 we talked about what to do when you purchase a new home new construction home in terms of upgrades we talked a little bit about potentially doing a home inspection um and then of course we focused on you know where to spend your money with the builders so if you didn't listen or watch episode 85 go back and watch that certainly if you're thinking about buying a uh, new construction home or if you have purchased one definitely go back. Today, in part two now, episode 86, we are going to talk about what to spend money on after you get the keys. And, you know, a lot of people actually get the keys, they move in, and then they don't do much until it's time to sell. And then yes. they say to us, what, what should we spend money on and upgrading to make it appealing for, for, for resale? And they do them and they go, oh, we should have done that years ago. Or, oh, we were thinking about doing it, but never got around to it. Or, or oh, now I don't want to move. Like it's it just in a joking manner, but it's consistent. I would say yes, 75% you know, of the time people are saying this. So that just goes to reinforce how important it is 
to do these things. And even a lot of times, they'll, the homeowner will come back to us and say, wow, I never thought of that. That was a great decision. I never thought of putting this there. I never thought of painting it this color. Or I never thought of doing this backsplash or whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, so I think this is a topic that everybody wants to know about. Um, and even if your home isn't brand new, but it is, you know, um, a few years old and you haven't done anything to it, because there's a lot of you out there, um, what are the things that will provide a good return on that investment? What are the things that will showcase the home to make it look great for, for the resale market? Um, and in between, you know, what are the things that you can do that will help resale and you might actually get enjoyment out of it, uh, in the meanwhile, so yeah. do you ha- Adrian, do you have anything that sticks out in your head that you want to mention? Well, I would say first and foremost is paint. I think a lot of people have the whole premise that, oh, we need to wait a year in case there's nail pops, da, 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 da. but, uh, I think you should paint right away. I think paint, um, and well, the two okay, the two number one things that I think we consistently recommend to people before we they sell, uh, as far as things to do to their house, paint and light fixtures. Yeah, uh, painting, you know, is it it just instantly makes it feel a little bit more like your home. It's very cost effective. Uh, some people can do it on your on their own, although uh, many of those people shouldn't. Um, so, you know, really. Really, um, be critical of your ability to do it because um, you know if you start getting sloppy marks on the ceiling, it's it's near impossible to cover up the baseboard or the baseboard. It's near impossible to fix unless you're repainting the whole ceiling. You know, you can touch it up with white paint; it's not going to match. We've got houses uh, all the time we see this, but yeah, paint is great. Um, It can really warm up a house, really make it feel like. Just just on that note, too, there's a lot of shitty painters out there, too. So even yes. though you're hiring a pro, make sure you've done your due diligence, your reviews, your homework. And, and yeah. even even a referral sometimes can turn into uh, poor craftsmanship. So don't just trust somebody that gets referred to you. Uh, dig deep, do your homework, get a proper recommendation from, from yeah. a pro. Um, and that's something that's nice to do, be- like 100% before you move in they can they can work they don't have to work around your furniture they don't have to move your stuff uh they can easily lay out cover the floors protect them from any yeah. splatter uh, yeah. if you have great. the ability to have it painted before you move in yeah it's a great that, option that definitely will save some money some time and uh probably produce a better result too so um you talked about lighting by the way yeah. painting okay i just want to comment on this so because you said, okay, paint in, paint, paint the home before you move in, but we're also talking about the potential of resale. I think a house, depending on how, how you use your home and how many people are using it and the age of those people, um, I believe that your home probably needs to be repainted after kind of five to seven years. So if you've been living in the home five to seven years and you painted it when you moved in, you probably need to repaint again for, for resale because yeah. uh, the scuffs on the walls and all of those things, uh, damage, um, just dirt, uh, that, that can play a factor. The other part of it is the color choices. 
So what you prefer for color on um, for, for your own property uh, and for your own use is going to be very different than what um, you, we might recommend for, for resale. So, so you got to be a little bit cautious for there. Um, now, yeah. if you want to choose neutral, nice neutral, um, modern colors for, for the rest of your home and go crazy in an area, I would say go crazy in like a powder room or a fourth bedroom or something. Or do a along. feature wall that's easy to fix rather than painting a whole room again. You could just repaint one wall when you sell. It's easy. Yes. Uh, go ahead and talk about uh, light fixtures. I just got to pick this up. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light fixtures are by far uh, one of the uh, most effective ways to personalize your house and increase value um when you know in newer construction areas you've got all these homes with builders standard light fixtures they're typically but ugly uh they typically don't provide really don't provide adequate lighting and uh replacing them can be done on a budget um it can be used to really emphasize your personality and create a ton of character in the house. So uh, light fixtures can cost a ton of money as well. So you got to figure out what your budget is. Oh, Ariel's hopping back on. So I'm just saying that uh, light fixtures can add a ton of character to the house. They separate them. When, you're, when you do go to sell, most houses in the neighborhood are going to still have the builder's standard fixtures, which are typically ugly and don't provide enough lighting. But um, you know, I think in key areas like master bedroom, um, kitchen, um, foyer hallways, like entryways, when you first walk in, being greeted by a really nice, elegant light fixture, whatever. Uh, you know, it just it really elevates the the home and separates it from other comparable properties. Yeah, and I think it also adds to the element of just better lighting, right? Hundred percent. Uh, light, the way the light showcases the property, like each room um, can look very, very different if it's got the proper lighting. So, so having good light is, is key to not only making your home feel warm and inviting, but also to good photos. And and, you know, when you're looking at a photo online, when you're looking at a home online, and now a lot of people aren't going to the home unless it looks good online, yeah. um, something as simple as swapping out that $5 builder fixture for a, you know, $70, $80 um, more designer style fixture doesn't have to be anything too fancy. It just has to look, you know, nice for that particular room. Um, really makes a world of difference, especially if your home is yeah. being staged. Um, you know, you have all this nice furniture, nice staging. It's it's decorated really well, and then you get this little piece of shit light fixture, right? Yeah. So you're not doing yourself any justice. It, holy nice toy collection you got there. You were uh, covering it with your yeah. uh, That's with your fat that. ass. Alicia's but... Alicia's preparing to sell it. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but just uh, you made a note on uh, at providing adequate or appropriate lighting. But another thing with regards to that is just making sure you you use light bulbs that produce a nice light, not a really stark 
bright white or blue light, you want to have a, you know, 3000 Kelvin or less kind of light to get a nice color out of it. Um, and make sure they're consistent throughout the house and dimmers dimmers. I, I, I think every light should be on a dimmer. Dimmers set the mood, right? I mean, they, yeah. um, they can really define the right amount and right temperature of light for a room. Yeah. Um, and at different times throughout the day. So I have got dimmers um, pretty well all throughout our home. And I know in the kitchen, as an example, um, as the day goes on and we get into the evening and, and uh, nighttime, I dim them down just a little bit. And, and usually I dim the uh, pot lights to be a little bit brighter than the pendant lights. And it just gives a nice little ambiance, um, yeah. makes, it, makes it nice and cozy. Um, so we've got paint. Light fixtures. Another one I was going to say, but I don't think you can do it immediately. And some of it you could do immediately is landscaping. Well, that was, that, that was the first one on my list. Yeah. And that just goes into the whole premise of when's the best time to plant a tree. You know, the sooner you do it, the sooner it starts growing, the more mature it becomes um, earlier on in the time that you're living in the house. And those are things that most people, like if you look in our backyards, there's not many houses other than ours that have trees in them. There's a few, but not many. And, and, and look at how much they have filled in in the last three years. Like my growth, backyard, yeah. Natalie calls it a jungle because it, it literally is yeah. like overgrown everything. And uh, it's actually quite nice because if I sit on my back, um, uh, sofa, the, um, uh, the lounge in the lounge area out back. Yeah. Um, nobody can really see me except for you from your master bedroom. And I just want to make sure you can, uh, you can check in on me every once in a while. Yeah. It's, I mean, the one thing that would hold you back from doing some things, uh, regarding landscaping, would grading. Be grading and not having a fence perhaps for a while, but you yeah. could do things in the front yard. Um, and some people could do things in the backyard. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of townhouses that get built and the, the builder does put up a fence. Sometimes it's just one against the back or whatever. Um, but yeah, for sure, I would say your, your earliest possible time, buy a tree or two or whatever, shrubs or bushes. Uh, and also then you can get away with buying younger ones. Like when I put mine in, I specifically wanted, um, you know, trees that were a few years old already because they were taller. I didn't want to wait 10 years to have the privacy. So it cost me, you know, a hundred to 200 bucks more per tree um, in order to have that. So doing it earlier, you can get away with buying something a bit smaller uh, because you've got more time for it to grow. Well, now the key to that is strategically you got to place them in an area that you're going to have enough room for them to grow. B, if you think you want to put in a patio or a kid's play area or a pool or whatever, you, you, you don't want to just plop a freaking tree in the, in the no. backyard because I've seen that before. And that's, that's just the wrong thing to do because then, then that can actually have the negative effect on resale, right? Like if you've got yes. this, this whatever, 36 foot wide backyard and then the previous owner or you as the current seller just plopped a tree right in the middle of it. 
um, you know, that's not going to benefit yeah. anyone, but there, you want to, yeah. you, you want to think in advance and think what you're going to do with the yard. Um, More thought has and, to go into it with regards to the type of tree. Um, if it's conducive to growing in that environment uh, with that amount of light, um, and, and, and the sun, the sun too, like when yes. are you getting sun at certain parts of the day, uh, in the backyard? And then are you going to want shade or are you going to want sun? So you yes. have well, to kind one of the reasons that, that I chose the uh, ornamental pear trees that we have, which I imagine is a similar reason you chose yours, is because they're tall and narrow. So with a smaller backyard, they really don't impede into the yard, uh, the usable space of it. It just provides privacy against the back. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some people that drop in big cedars that grow really wide. Like you have to choose an appropriate uh, tree that suits the space. Yeah, for sure. And you you need to um, accompany it with with other landscaping too, right? So so it's not just the tree going in. Now you're going to do a little bit of a mulch area with a little flower garden around it, or or something of that nature. So you, you it's a it's a planning process for sure. But when you have a warm and inviting backyard, and you're selling your property anywhere between kind of April, May to October, November, um, you get to showcase it. And then, you know, people interested in buying your home go out back and they go, wow, I can really envision us having family here, having a meal here. Well, it's probably the most affordable way to add additional living area. I'm not going to say square feet because it's not accounted for in the square footage. But realistically, that's, you know, we've spent as much time outside during the nice nicer months as we do inside um and we enjoy it thoroughly it has greatly evolved over the last 10-15 years as to how people are using that outdoor space and how much they are using it right yeah and and now i mean you can get beautiful furniture all of these different cooking options with smokers and pellet uh barbecues and natural gas lines and um rotisseries and all of these things to cook outside and now you've got all this beautiful furniture and so it 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 absolutely becomes an extension of your living space um you know if you're in quarantine wouldn't you love to have a nice backyard to spend some time in um so i think a lot of people will recognize that now and traveling and and things like cottages and and traveling have become very very expensive um so people are just staying at home more um so having a nice uh nice and then the yard is all about curb appeal so when you walk up to the house you know you want to feel good walking up to your own home you want people to walk by and go wow this is a nice house yeah. Um, you want people when, when they're interested in buying your home to walk up and immediately know, wow, this, this home must be well taken care of. This home must be well upgraded. Um, I like this house. I'd like to, you know, drive up to this home and, and call it my own. Um, so yeah. I think landscaping has become a very integral part in, um, in the overall home ownership process and in the overall resale process. Yeah. Um, well, and it's 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 a, it's a huge component to the sale of the house. Like if somebody has a backyard, even even as we just hit the end of the winter season, heading into spring, and the weather's 
starting to warm up a little bit. A lot of people still have all their patio furniture wrapped up, but we insist put it out, put out the cushions, put up some pillows, set, set a scene because you can help people envision themselves spending time back there. And it becomes a big part of the selling features of your home. Yep. Yep. And, and at all times of the year, if you're doing things like planting trees and, and, um, you know, certain strategic privacy things, even in December, January, you'll notice it. So, um, so it comes in handy because then you can tell a story, uh, during those months that can you imagine when everything comes in bloom? Like we sold that home on, uh, Duar court and, you know, the, all of the forested areas were, sparse right you're in the middle of the winter there's there's no no greenery but we painted that picture um can you imagine when that all goes in bloom and and the spring and the summer and even in the fall with the color changes and all that so so it's a great 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 investment it's it's uh it's not a cheap one but it's one that i think gets you a lot more return than people give credit for yes So I highly recommend that. So those are the top three things that you can do um, after getting the keys to your uh, new home um, or your new construction, newly constructed home. Um, Paint is definitely uh, a worthwhile investment at any time of home ownership, certainly when you're selling. Same thing with lighting. Don't go crazy on the lights. but some nice strategic upgrades inside and outside the home are very, very important. And And keep uh, in mind, if you're able to get anything done before you move things in, um, anything that might be better suited to being done uh, in in an empty house, consider doing it then, such as maybe doing smooth ceilings. If you didn't do it through the builder, you want to do it after. It's very messy, so it's good to do that ahead of time before you start moving all your furniture in. So do that, clean up, clean the flooring, ducts. Then, flooring, then same thing, right? Flooring, yeah, absolutely. You can get a ton of other options for flooring that builders won't give you, and it's going to be a lot cheaper too. So yes. Um, now, some people can't bridge between the two homes, but for the most part, I would say about 60 to 70% of our um transactions that we represent the sellers that they've purchased the new construction home most of them do get a bridge um which means you close on the new property first and then you close on your resale property a little bit later and of course we strategically work that backwards to make sure um that everything lines up but uh that is a great way of of doing it get it done before you move in and these three things are actually applicable to resale homes as well, uh, because you might want to paint your uh, this this home that you've purchased that happens to be a resale home. Um, a lot of people don't upgrade their lighting, uh, so you might need to do that. And um, hey, uh, not everybody has uh, a backyard like yours, Adrian. So uh, my thirty. Some- what is it? What- What's my backyard like? Thirty six by twenty five. Hey, I made the most of it, and I enjoy my time. I don't even think it's twenty five deep. It's probably. I think it's just shy. It's like twenty yeah. twenty something. Yeah, not a yeah. lot of space, but uh, no. No, I matter? mean for, for, for that I've, type of home. Well, I've seen before and after photos and shows where they take, 
even balconies on condos oh, and do sure. them up nice, right? Like you, whatever space you have, um, you can work within your limitations to make it space that you can actually use. And, you know, a lot of balconies and condos become storage for bikes and shit. But if you take the time, you know, lay down a nice floor, put up some lights, whatever you're allowed to do, obviously, um, doesn't matter how big your backyard is or your yep. balcony. You can yep. do it, and there's, you can do there's it right. l- on a budget too. Like there's so lots many great, of great ideas on Pinterest, a lot of great ideas on Pinterest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you don't have that extra money, take a few, a few minutes every, every weekend and just plug away at it. And by the end of one full summer, it might take you the full summer, but Hey, then you got something that you, you enjoy. Oh, and, next, and then next, next summer year. you're ready to go. Exactly. exactly. So there yeah. it is. Uh, if you hey, have please. any experience, one second, if you have any experience with uh, what we've just talked about or you have any insight, any comments, any questions, please uh, send us a DM or, um, hey, give us a call. We've got a 1-800 number. If you don't know this, we've got a 1-800 number. and It dials everybody on the team. So there's always somebody available to answer your call. 1-800-617-0090. And um, that's how you get in touch with us. What were you going to yeah, say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce a new little segment. And whether or not we continue to do it is up to you uh, and me, I suppose. 50-50, you decide. But I want to do a quick shout out to a uh, recent client, Charlie. Uh, great guy. We just firmed up on his sale on Sunday. A nice townhouse in Georgetown, an amazing location. I don't know if you, yeah, you know the area, but a great spot. There's like two streets and there's only one way to get in and out. It's super quiet. We had a lot of success with it. We firmed up on the sale. He listed at $759.9, sold for $759.9. Interesting with that house, the day we went to market, around the corner, another house went to market same day. I'm sorry, day after. Oh, wait. Anyways, around the same time, within 24 hours, plus or minus, it was bigger. It was 400 square feet larger. It was an end unit versus our inside unit. It had a double-wide garage, or sorry, double-wide driveway. had more features. The lot was double the width. Uh, They did a strategy of pricing at very low. They were $30,000. I don't know. They were were $40,000 under our price. So obviously, I knew we weren't going to sell until they did. They were holding offers. They ended up selling for eight hundred. I pegged the value at eight twenty. Uh, we ended up selling ours for forty thousand less, which it should have. Theirs should have been sixty to seventy thousand more. So uh, we did really well with that one. Kudos to Charlie. He's very happy. Strategy. Strategy makes a difference. Strategy and different is key. markets. Different markets require different strategies. Different homes require different strategies. Just like we sold uh, Asselton, uh, our property at uh, Asselton Boulevard, we were listed at, uh, what the hell were we listed at? 750 and it sold for 785 firm, no conditions, Which, let's put that in, less, context. in less than 24 hours. And the home, one block of townhomes over, similar situation, was 500 square feet bigger, an end unit with more upgrades, and it only sold for 800 uh, right. about four weeks earlier. So, yes, a little bit different market four weeks earlier, but I mean, Not that five, 500 square feet, an end unit. Like, so, anyways, that was a good result. Good job with, uh, with that. Congrats, Charlie. Um, 
Thanks for uh, taking the time to listen or watch. This was episode 86 of KT Confidential. Give us those thumbs up. We, uh, we like when you like our stuff. That's it. That's it. Ciao. See ya. Have a good, uh, have a good week, everybody.